Hi, and welcome back to the Technology Policy Institute's podcast, To Think Minimum. Today is Wednesday, September 24th, 2019. I'm Scott Walston, TPI President and Senior Fellow. I'm joined by Judith Mariscal, who is Professor at the Centro de Investigación y Docencia Económicas, CIDE, and Executive Director of the Cyber Policy Center for Latin America. She's a leading telecommunications scholar and easily the most knowledgeable and thoughtful person on telecom in Mexico. We're thrilled that she's spending a little bit of time with us now as a TPI visiting scholar, and also happy that she's sitting down for this podcast today. Welcome, Judith. Thank you. So for the last few years, we've seen lots of big changes in not just in politics in Mexico, but in the telecommunications sector. And one of the biggest issues that possibly has broader lessons for the rest of the world is the story of Red Compartida, the wholesale network, where the government provided a 90 megahertz block of the 700 megahertz spectrum band and awarded build-out to a company. It's been hugely controversial. So tell us a little bit about how that came to be and where and what its status is today and you know, its purposes and, and so on. Okay, well, that was, um, it was mandated by the Constitution and that was part of the 2013 reform in telecommunication. The reform in itself had basically two objectives. One was to diminish concentration, market concentration, so discipline the incumbents in telecom services, also in media services. And the incumbents were who at the time? The incumbents were, well, basically mobile and fixed. It's Telmex, mm -hmm. Telmex and America Mobile, this owned by Carlos Slim. And then in media is Televisa. So both of them have market shares close to 86, say 87% of the market in each mar in each segment of the market. So the government went into this with a very concentrated market. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and you could look at it as a new take at what the first reform, the 1990 reform, did not accomplish. So it was like pending issues that after 20 years of different regulatory policies, they had not been able to tackle both the lack of competition in the market and the other one is the infrastructure deficit and the digital divide the inequalities within the country. So having those two objectives in mind, the competition issues were addressed through asymmetrical policies and the infrastructure deficit through a mandate of creating two wholesale networks. One of them was the Red Compartida. So that's where it comes from. And what you actually have written in the Constitution are very specific... Wait, before you move on and, and talking about the Red Compartida, what, you said there were two. What's the other? The other one is called Red Troncal. Mm -hmm. The names are kind of random. <laughs> no. The Red Compartida is mobile, is broadband, and the Red Troncal is fixed broadband. The, as you mentioned, Red Compartida uses the totality of the 700 bandwidth, which in and of itself is interesting. It's the first only country, for example, in Latin America to not have auctioned that spectrum to the market. Other countries, Chile, Argentina, Brazil, actually got quite a lot of money for, from the spectrum. And more importantly, the market got spectrum and um, inputs to, to invest. So the totality of it was given to this um, company that it was it's a public-private partnership. The government puts in the spectrum, 
plus additional soft loans. So they carried on. Um, so the companies actually had to bid. They put out a, a request for proposals, right? Um, yes. And, and there was very little interest. It's a, first of all, it's a wholesale network. Mm-hmm. Both of them are. Meaning? Meaning that their only customers are uh, MBNOs. So they don't sell directly to consumers. They, they cannot sell to companies sell to consumers. who then sell to consumers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, during this construction and the design of the... So of one, the, one, actually, sorry to interrupt, but uh-huh. an interesting little t- side note is one of the companies that bid for it was Revada Networks, which is a company that also here has tried to get hold of Free Spectrum in order to provide a wholesale network with the help of political insiders and so far has failed, like they did in Mexico. <laughs> well, even more interesting uh-huh. <laughs> is the fact that Rivada also is someone that works for them. is called Juan Lutlo, and I, I mean, being pretty open here about it. Mm-hmm. Juan Lutlo was the key person in deciding the... Um, wholesale, the Red Compartida, because he was working for the Ministry of Communications at the time of the reform. He was an advisor to the minister, and he lobbied very strongly for the design, the specific design of the Red Compartida. And when he left the government and then worked for Rivada and was a bidder. So you think there was conflict, but they didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) But... I don't know, you know, you think there was a conflict of interest. You think, yeah. But anyway, they didn't win. They didn't win because at the, just, again, you know, very, very strange uh, stories, but they just did not come, the day they had to come up, come with the sealed envelope that had a guarantee, they didn't take the guarantee with them, you know. You it's like you want to go get your envelope? license, they, yes. Wow. Uh, they really weren't interested. I don't know. How do you forget that part, you know? Yeah. But they sued the government, and and they're still pending. Oh, the suit is still active. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. And they're pretty, you know, anything that they're looking at all all the time and saying, look, they didn't do this and that. Hmm. So, okay. But so, So, Rivada didn't get the network, and a different company did. (laughs) Exactly. Alton got the network, Mm -hmm. and then when you look at the funding, the law says, mandates this to be a public-private partnership, you know, a PPP, and there were safeguards that were good, that, you know, reasonable, like this was supposed to be neutrally competitive, competitive, you mm-hmm. know, in competition, they couldn't be favored, you know, in terms of regulation because it had public funding or public participation. Okay, so it was supposed to be treated like, uh, from the government's perspective, it was supposed to be treated like all the other networks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be favored. Except for the specific rules that it operated under. Right. But also, in the end, which was something that was not um, expected, was that the funding did not come from Altan, the company, you know, the man, the the company. It came from the World Bank, IFD, Mm -hmm. from the Chinese, also fund at the World Bank. It came from different companies. They have Huawei, they have... Huawei is an investor? Well, not through the Chinese fund. But, but I mean by themselves? No. no. Oh, okay. No. I don't recall all of the partners, but I can share that with you mm-hmm. of how much. Also, a Mexican development bank. So it's not only the, the spectrum, it's also the Mexican development bank so, putting in funding. All this to pay for the, so you know, it, winning the... It was supposed the, to be a the, private company building 
winning the competition right. and building the network. But instead, it ended up being mostly a consortium of international development organizations. And Mexican Development Bank. And the Mexican Development which is the same thing, except it's not international. Right? It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. So private, you know, it, not really private. Hmm. Actually, Altan put zero Interesting. money. And they're managing all these different funds. And why, well, I mean, this is just a hypothesis, but it's clearly one of the obligations that the Red Compartida had to fulfill was to take the network, you know, deploy network to 98% of the population. Mm -hmm. And in the process of the bidding, you know, designing the bidding process, they took it down to 86. They realized it was just not a good business model. It was not sustainable. 86% of the population. 86% of the total population. Um, uh, they're not, you know, but by I, I, 2026, 4G does, by 2026. And does that mean, so the remaining 14%, are they allowed to exclude the same populations that are already excluded? Or, I mean, who, what 14% of the population do they not have to serve? Oh, it's just what they decide. But, okay. I mean, as a whole, they had to serve originally 98 yeah. of whatever, right. and then it went down to 86 of whatever. Hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Except there was, it also included magical towns. Right. I saw that. What exactly is a magical town? It's a tourist. So it's basically they give it so they can get more tourists. That, so it's like has a history, a heritage. Oh, so they see it as an economic development tool. Maybe, yes. Right? Okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. When you look at why it's not sustainable, and that's that part of the problem. I mean, besides the first issue that has the opportunity cost of the use of the spectrum, then the next thing is, okay, will this work? Even if, okay, so you don't have the spectrum in the market, but this is really going to take, you know, do the um, trick of getting places where there's no mm-hmm. um, service and get it to places like, you know, hospitals and schools and you're not expecting it to get to homes. The problem is that there's just not enough MBNOs in Mexico. That's why the model is not, it's not a good business model. Why didn't it attract new MBNOs? Well, why doesn't Mexico attract more MBNOs? I mean, we have, I think it's 0.07 of the market that are MBNOs. It just hasn't been an attractive model in, in general for Mexico. So is it's it, Virgin. Virgin Mobile is in Mexico. Right. So is it because they they didn't offer a low enough wholesale price to attract any entry? Well, or? they would have to have like new entrants into the country. Mm-hmm. Just not worth it. No, there, especially there's one because though, right? what it's happened? Called, um, mega, mega. No, there's some. There, uh-huh. there, there are a couple. I again have the data, mm-hmm. but you know the other what they were saying is that they thought that. When I was, t- I, I obviously lost the, the debate, you know, here, right. lobbied a lot through the, the process. They, one of the arguments was, well, the week, we're also going to be of service to the current carriers. Right. AT&T and Telefonica and America Mobile, which does not make sense to them because, in these are their own words, They've already invested in their own spectrum, so they need... And networks. And and networks, and and so they need to display using their spectrum, 
you know, that's their business model, and they're not going to change their business model to become MBNOs. They're just going to compete. Even though so the 700, you know, is, is a good spectrum, they have 1.9, they have others that are just going to compete, you know, and recently acquired. Also. Well, so, I mean, so the, the, there are, the, so, so you're getting moving to sort of what might the real effects of the network be, setting aside who's paying for it or, or how it was awarded. Right. And so there are a few. One is might be you know, investment in new networks with new subscribers, effects of competition, lower prices. And then you might want to think of how it affects anybody's incentives to invest in the future. But are you saying that this has actually caused AT&T and others to invest more in their networks to compete? Or that they've just, they've ignored Rick and Partita completely? And I guess even before that, how much has Red Compartita invested in network? How much of it is its own network? And how much of it is itself buying wholesale from existing networks? Okay. Uh, the first, the, well, this question, mm -hmm. I don't have the latest mm -hmm. data. I know that the overall investment was, is supposed to be $7 million, million dollars. Mil millones, right? That's, yeah. that's uh, billion. Yes. Yeah. What they've done is that they have invested some of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not have the data. That I don't have the data, but yeah. I should. And they've also rented out America Movies Towers. Right. So so they're buying wholesale access to a network that they can then resell wholesale. Exactly. And claim it as coverage. Exactly. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Nice business. Well, well, yeah, sad actually. <laughs> but no, also what has happened is that at the same, this is why it's an interesting question that has no straight answer to the second one because there's two things happening at the same time, and so you cannot isolate the, That's the government the, coming the, to, to, to get me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new government is not interested in this anymore. So they, at the same time, the reform is happening and doing other stuff besides the Red Compartida. And one of the things I think is a good um, consequence of the reform is that the regulatory agency got more, you know, stronger mandates, more transparency, new people. Mm -hmm. So it was like refreshed and energized. And one of the huge accomplishments was that during 15 years or more, I actually have a paper on that one, there was just no auctions. So it was, I mean, spectrum is scarce, but mm -hmm. this was like artificially scarce. Right. You know, they just didn't go out there. And when the new regulatory agency, EFT, came in, they just started putting spectrum out there like crazy. Hmm. So uh, yeah, and I have I actually presented that. Right. So, so this is going on at the same time. Right. So, that so would, it's hard to so know. So all these other companies are buying spectrum and investing. AWS uh, 2.5 was auctioned when it had been years mm -hmm. since uh, I think it was 1.7. Came out, and plus you have AT and T as a new entrant. As a new entrant, or within a couple of few years now. Right. Mm -hmm. That that's yeah, actually, presumably not in good shape in Mexico hmm. right now. Um, but they bought a lot. Well, they why they, is that? Why are they why are they having trouble in Mexico? Well, I think they're having trouble elsewhere. No, I, I don't know. Um, I read. They're having, they're like, they're re, you know, designing their investments. And right. they didn't think, they, they bought out several companies when they came in. So they used their money uh, to buy Next Day right. okay. to write um, USACEL. And so that, they had a lot of spectrum. 
Right, and they had to incorporate several different networks into one. And they had, they took a while for them Mm -hmm. to do that. The service was terrible for a Mm -hmm. while. And then they they went into the auction for AWS, and they got it. So right now, AT&T is one that has more spectrum in the market. So you put that next to the red compartida, and it's hard to know what. what like, right, you can't separate out the causes of, of what. Right. So what happens Why they're not getting... Ex- huh? Well, what happens next with red compartida? Well, okay, I mean, so <laughs> then one, just one big thing, you know, one of the things, just as a lesson, I guess, yeah. for other countries, because, yeah, it didn't happen in Mexico, but that people were, like me, were trying to say, okay, you're going to do this, you know, it's not a good idea, but if you're going to go ahead and do this, at least allow the network to rent out spectrum, not only be a wholesale, not only, you know, be an MBNO, but be able to rent capacity to other carriers. So so to lease actual spectrum lease, or lease access capacity. to its network? So to lease access to its network. Uh-huh. 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 Yes. Right. Access, of course, because it's their spectrum, but yeah. they could access to their network. But, is they, but the carriers may have been interested in that. They didn't have to become MVNOs, and they would right. get have the capacity to go to the last mile, you know, to the customers with that spectrum, and it would give money to the red compartida. And then I guess the the only I mean the question is whether that would have been net more or less investment than without it. It would be hard to know. But you're saying they didn't do that anyway because it was against the constitution. Oh, I mean, the constitution from, prohibited it. Okay. It also, you know, they could go from ninety eight to eighty six, but. Right. Even though um, it wasn't the Constitution. Yeah. So it's just kind of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and of course, it takes stepping back for a second and just noting how weird it is to have such specific rules. In, the your constitu- in a law. Embedded in, law. in your, not just the law, in your Constitution. In the Constitution, uh, right. but in the law, there was also looking at the one of the. It's like here, like little kids listening to Schoolhouse Rock and having a song about how to build a telecommunications network <laughs> instead of We the People. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Um, for, you know, a good example of that is, and you wonder why, you, because you just really want to not let any, you know, you know room for a movement, mm-hmm. you know, I know the right thing to do, so I'm going to tell you what to do, right. when a law should be just the nature of it is this, yeah. and be, and you never know what, you know, technology is going to look like, so you better, you know, Even if they had the been law, right in 2013, it wouldn't be right anymore. In the law, mm-hmm. it said, and these are just two examples of how really bizarre this is, it, the law says that as a human right, in the chapter of human right, Mexicans have the human right to access broadband. I mean, not communicate using technology or, you know, it's like telegram or uh-huh. it's broadband. Huh. So, and it, as you know, in the asymmetrical regulations, it says in the law, it's not in the constitution, that interconnection rate is zero. Right. Like, yeah, milk should be you know, seven, whatever. So anyway, that, that's just, what's going to happen now. You know, it's anyone's best bet. What happens, what has happened, and, you know, looking at it from the bright side, you have a, a redundant network. Mm-hmm. The, the Red Compartida has been displayed now in places where there's already other networks. Right, so it's overbuilding. It's redundant. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's, not in places where there's no service. So in terms of cobertura or you know digital divides, 
it's not. It hasn't done anything for it. And it will not. Right. Well, and also in, in terms of will not, that's also, I think, sort of interesting. You have a new government, and it's a, a very populist, left populist government. And so you'd think that it would be sort of in favor of this kind of wholesale, not exactly government-owned, but public-private initiative. But it also sounds like it's the kind of government where, like here, Trump doesn't like anything that Obama ever did just because. And so what's what's like that? That's one. That's the first one, of course. But also, I have to say that he's also uh, the AMLO, the president, is saw something that is pretty obvious and trivial that the Red Compartida is not going to get to the places that it ought to. Mm -hmm. There's no service. He, he sees this is not going to happen. So he is just letting it die for itself or letting it be. With her on the vine. Right. So he's actually making a, well, I, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but a, a, a considered decision on Red Compartida. I mean, you know, it's like the same reason why Trump won or even I'm not, it's like there's a good reason to think the Red Compartida was not a good idea mm -hmm. in terms of digital divide, mm -hmm. you know, of, of covering people that did not have access. It's not, and he's right. Now, what do you do with that is the problem, you know, so what do you do instead? Right. So instead, what he's doing is taking the fiber optic of the Retroncal that had not been which, launched. Which is the fiber up, the broadband, the fixed broadband network, mm -hmm. wholesale network, that model mm -hmm. is being discharged. This, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be launched. It actually tried it's during the first month. The Undersecretary of Communications, Salma Khalife, auction, you know, announced the auction. And two days later, they said, Sorry, it's not going to happen. So wait, what exactly were they auctioning? The Retroncal, the second network. So that's the fixed network. The fixed and, network. And so they were auctioning the right to build it or the right the to use right the electric company's fiber optics or? Both. Mm -hmm. they, this, is going, this was going to be just as the Red Compartida, a PPP. Yeah. So they wanted to get the private sector to be involved. The government was going to put the fiber optic that is has to be illuminated, mm -hmm. but it has a you know extended network throughout right. the country. So and they announced this was going to happen. And then how many days later did they call two. it up? Two. So it doesn't, I mean, it's not like they gave anybody a chance to bid. What made them change their mind so quickly? They told them they weren't going to do it. They oh, got it. Wait, who's they? Who, who said that? The president. Oh, the president told I mean, I'm assuming this. No, I, I know. Not, I he, didn't, he didn't pick up I'm the phone himself. There. But um, No, no, also, we know it's not. He probably didn't pick up the phone himself. But, uh, I'm sure he didn't but, pick but, up but, the phone but, himself. But who wanted to do the auction? The undersecretary. Uh -huh. of the Ministry of Communications. Okay, so that was the Ministry was of Communications. Job, right, which right. was her job. And it was in the Constitution. And it was in the Constitution. Right. And that was so, her job. It wasn't the, the regulatory agency. It was the ministry's right. job. Right. So the ministry was doing what, whether or not it's a good idea, it was doing what it's supposed to do because the Constitution says it. And so then as soon as they started, somebody in the executive office said, you're not going to do this. Yeah, what? that's our facts. I mean, uh -huh. the fact is, or the fact is that two days after it was announced, it was, Two days after delayed. the was canned. Oh, yes. delayed. They, they call it a delay. They call and so it what delay. does the president want to do? A new network, mm -hmm. a different network. And this is not a PPP. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, he did come out in the news saying, what we need is a real 
he didn't even mention Red Compartida, but he hmm. said a real network that will get to the people. And he said, who is going to follow me, you know, in the private sector? And silence, you know. And very little after that. Huh. Was it a show to demonstrate oh, that the private sector wouldn't do it? And that give him a, 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 an excuse to then put public money in I don't think it, he would have loved to have somebody put money into he it. He would have wanted money. Okay. Uh-huh. He wanted money. Because one thing, well, to understand how this... Oh, <laughs> He has a six o'clock every morning show, TV and radio, hmm. every morning, including Saturdays. And he talks. So that's his message to the people every morning. And do people watch this? I, <laughs> I don't know if they have a rating. I mean, keeping and, up and, with and Trump's just, Twitter is bad enough. I couldn't imagine if I go so that's how we know all this. Uh, so because he communicates mm-hmm. these things, and one day right. you know. He so it's not, none of this is in secret. He, he just he says these things. He, oh, he says the, he says like plans. okay. So mm-hmm. who wants to do this with me? Because really, the past administration didn't do anything. Obviously, mm-hmm. everything the past administration's done is just terrible. And so, I mean, it's always easy for when we you know, we study telecom and. We think it's interesting, even when nobody else does. And so it's really easy to get caught up in it and thinking that everyone else cares. Is it a big deal for him? Or is it just, yes. it is. So this is a big deal for him. Yes. Internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, internet. Whatever right. it means. Mm-hmm. The concept of internet, uh, you uh-huh. know. Social media, I think it's sort of the proxy for internet hmm. for him. But it's like, yeah, I know. I understand the internet is very important. Huh. Interesting. He doesn't say broadband or anything like that. But he just says internet. Internet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go to school. How does he feel about the big tech companies like Facebook and Google? And I mean, there's this big, maybe there's some question of whether it actually exists, but the tech clash, right? Where does he stand on that? He doesn't know. He doesn't have an opinion on that as far as he, he doesn't doesn't hasn't said anything. He, uh, or as he says, yeah, I, yeah. Huh. He doesn't talk about, he doesn't know. He's into three or four pet projects and that's what... There's a train he's very fond of. Uh, so internet, trains. Uh, one train. No. One train. One train. One train. So uh-huh. Maya is going to get from Mexico City oh, to, to the south. should talk to Joe Biden. He's a big train guy, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the airport. The airport. Oh, right. So, yeah, that's <laughs> the, the, oh, sorry, current, <laughs> the current, I think you met the, the past chief executive officer of the digital strategy. Mm-hmm. You've met her? I think so. Remember? Yeah. Well, she was doing stuff. I'm asking the questions here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I did meet her. <laughs> I mean, you could criticize a lot of things that were not done and not enough. But the current guy is totally, you, he doesn't speak to anybody. We don't know. All, all I know is that he's in charge of doing this new network that is called Internet for Everyone. Mm-hmm. Internet para todos. How, when, we don't know. So right now it's a, a slogan. It doesn't have plans, or at least public plans, or anything like that yet. No. We have to look more, look into it. So more. what do you think will happen? And ha- everybody is like, you know, we don't, it's like, it's not going to happen. Very unlikely. And when you say people, do you mean just people who study the... But then or, you know, like the community everybody. stakeholders. No, because because the broader population, I don't think, is even aware of what yeah. Red Compartida is. Uh-huh. Or what this... He, but he does say he's going to take give internet to everybody. 
So if you, so what do you think will happen over the next couple of years in the sector? And if you were the one giving advice, and you usually are the one giving advice, but if you're the one giving advice and they were listening to you, <laughs> what, what, what should happen? <laughs> well, there's a lot of sunk costs. In, for, well, well I, no, I have, I have to have another podcast for that. But sure. um, in <laughs> terms of what, 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 what regulation, mm-hmm. regulation in what the regulatory agency is doing is I think they should stop designing and implementing uh, regulatory policies that were maybe good 15, 20 years ago, such as unbundling the local loop, uh, mm-hmm. such as, you know, they, they're doing, they have 15 different asymmetrical rules, and that is costing a lot of money and it's not working. Much more forward-looking regulation. In terms of the divide, of the what to do with the networks, it's there. You know, I'm not even thinking constitution. I think that's that, unfortunately, because this is not a good thing for Mexico, but it's probably going to be, it's not going to work. It's going to crush the business model, the, the Red Compartida. So, do you think they'll end up ultimately auctioning the spectrum? I think they'll end up, you know, I don't think this government, maybe mm, right. the other government would have rescued it. Mm. I don't think this government is going to So, this rescue government it. won't rescue it. Won't, won't rescue, rescue it. it. But what about now it's got so many um, international agencies involved? Do you think you know, will, will the bank pour more money into it? I don't know. The bank hates to see things that fail. So many they will, and then what's going <laughs> to happen? There, it's I just going well, you have another network there. It will not fulfill unsurved areas. Mm-hmm. What about upgrades? I mean, we're already talking about everywhere else in the world. Five G. Are they? Do they have any plans? They all talk about plans, but you That's know, five G. Five G is yeah. really tested in how many countries? It's there's so much to be done with four and three in mm-hmm. Mexico that it's like concentrate on the pending. Things yeah. and some, you know, many come over and doing some tests. And they're calling the Red Compartida, as he calls its network, a 4.5G. I have no idea what that means. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap up on that note. But you also mentioned a few papers, and we'll post those links to those on our website along with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we'll have to have you back soon so we can continue the conversation and know more about what the government is doing. And in addition yeah, to, to all of it. its other all of its other new activities that are relevant. So, Jude, thanks very much. Thank you.